This is Amalia Eon Karras. This is Satya. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Love, Sex, Sex and, and the, the Hidden, Hidden Agenda. Agenda. Our podcast was created with the sole intention to release toxic shame, illuminate our shadow nature, and expose the mysterious entities that feed off our most precious life force, our sexual energy. To learn more about our life-enhancing courses and transformational retreats, visit knowtheself.com. Let's get started. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago, if you think about it, that we, you know, we were creating a new focus with the podcast and you were saying, I was saying, hey, I'm a financial person. And you were saying, hey, I'm a spiritual teacher. In case anyone didn't know, I have a school. And, and now you're saying, you know, we're in conversation the other day and you're saying like, I'm, I don't want to be a spiritual teacher anymore. Like what all these pitfalls of <laughs> teachers. So, so what the heck is going on? I love this. I love this whole, just I, sometimes people have to go fully in, you know, to something in order to be able to be released from it or be, or transform it. Or, I mean, you're always going to be a spiritual teacher. I mean, it's just kind of how you are, but but the idea of a spiritual teacher or all that gets attached to it and what other people, their expectations or, or how, they, how they see you or what they expect from you. I mean, so many people are actually looking for gurus and stuff and, and like humans, like we want to just give our power to something and I'm not sure why that, what, I don't know what that is about us. You know, I went to India for months and when I got back, people were like, oh, so which gurus did you see? And who did you see? And I was like, what? I didn't go to India to see a guru or meet a guru or I, I am a guru or I'm my own guru. Like what? I don't understand like the need to, to do that or look for that or uh, be attached to that or put that on another person or see them as something other than myself or like, like I don't get starstruck by stars, movies. You know what I mean? So for me, it's fascinating. It's fascinating to watch and I've seen it happen. I've watched people around you and you know, how you go about teaching is, is amazing. And it's like, you're the only person that I can even stand listening to. So, so there's that. Sorry. I just went off <laughs> Huge rant. And my cat is playing with some kind of toy and it's making a mouse sound. So I hope that's not, it's like, wah, 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 wah. okay. So yeah, I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting about the whole spiritual teacher thing. It's this thing I'm grappling with so much because here I am, I'm sharing, you know, wisdom, spiritual wisdom in the sense, like wisdom from my soul for other people's souls. And so that therefore it's called spiritual. But then there's this whole thing, like people put spirituality in this other sort of hierarchy box, like the priest, like the guru. And then there's all this projection on it, even the Pope, right? Like they put this holier than thou aspect to spirituality that I find absolutely nauseating and stupid because to me, we're all spiritual. It's not like, oh, I'm spiritual. I've had people ask me, are you spiritual or do you meditate? And this, we are that, like all of us here come from, we, we have a spark inside us that is of another essence than our physical nature. And so 
we all have access to this part of us and me helping people, you know, understand the invisible realms or understand the things that maybe they weren't taught, you know, in school or from their conditioning or from their family somehow puts me in this weird bucket that a lot of people they put first, they put you on a pedestal and then they throw all their projections on you, like, because you're there. And I did it too. I did it to my spiritual teachers too. Like the second I started learning about the mysteries of life and all this incredible phenomena and mastery and magic, like pure magic and power, like raw power, um, alchemy, all these things, meeting incredible people that were superhuman. I was also putting them on a pedestal and thinking like, okay, well, why is your finances a mess? Or why are you sick? Because you're like this all powerful magician. So if you're sick right now, if you have this problem and, and, oh, if you're angry right now, like, did you meditate today? And I would do this to my own teachers as a 20 year old, wondering why they weren't all knowing when my gifts opened up, I was wondering why they didn't see what I saw there's this whole like demonic possession on this person and you don't see that it's clear as day to me. And then I would get upset or sad. I would feel alone that they couldn't co-see with me. And one of the main reasons I opened my school was to co-see with people because it's so lonely when your spiritual sight opens because you feel like you're experiencing a universe that you're alone in. For me, the invisible world was much, much more real than this world because it's more congruent. I'm, I'm seeing and interacting with something. And then in this world, it's so boring and plain and everybody's pretending that that doesn't exist. And yet for me, it was like half the prism is, is turned off. Like we're just dealing with this one band of boring reality. And yet there's all these other factors. Like when I was a business consultant, somebody's having an issue in their business. And for me, I look at it. I'm like, this has nothing to do with your business. This is about your personal life and your energy dynamics with this person. And, oh, this is actually just a past life trauma you have with that one. So let's clear that. You can't say that in business. They're like, what are you talking about? Like, no, it's just this basic. But I'm like, no, this is, this is totally your family dynamic when you were six years old. This has nothing to do with what's happening present time in this room. So let's clear that. And then magically the boardroom would change or the dynamics of the business would open up. It happens every time. And so I went into teaching spiritual science and helping people understand the unseen forces because those unseen forces are controlling everything in our physical reality. And then when I started to do that, everybody projects on me like I did with my teachers and and yet I've tried to teach in this different way. Like, look, we're all balanced. We all learn from each other. And when you open up to those worlds and when you really activate your soul spark and you start getting the wisdom straight from your soul and, and we all have blind spots. And so I've, I've purposefully designed my school to be in council, to, to have, you know, we do a lot of shadow work and everybody has a freaking shadow and everybody exists in multiple dimensions. And yet Still, no matter how much explaining this, the projections come and, you know, they either think I'm omnipotent or omnipresent and yeah, aspects of my soul. Yeah. But then they expect you to be perfect and, and, and wealthy and healthy and every single aspect of your life. If you're not a hundred percent mastered, um, it's sort of like they, they dismiss your teachings or they dismiss it's like, 
okay, like this is so not what I signed up for. I'm just trying to <laughs> like have, have a better uh, experience here, like to help us become better humans, to help us learn how to get along, how to own what's ours and let go of what's not ours. So yeah, it's been, it's been quite a journey to go from business consultant to spiritual teacher. And now I'm sort of like, okay, I need to, maybe these are two ends of the pendulum, you know, and I need to like, I, I really want to merge the two together. So I feel like I'm in an evolutionary phase where I think the consciousness has shifted so much. Like now it's very common that a lot of business people are working with therapists and healers and there's a lot of meditation groups inside corporations. So it's, it's exciting times because we are waking up to our, our superhuman selves. And I just wish all the, the projections could stop for a moment because we'd, we'd be just be so much happier if we just accepted ourselves with our, with our own limitations as well as each other. Right. Like we expect a lot from leaders and, Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, even, you know, with my master's degree in psychology and when I was a therapist for all those years, I felt very isolated sometimes and, and lonely unless I was maybe with other people who were also therapists um, and had been through the ringer and, and all of the ethics and the, you know, the, the, it's, it's a lot, you know, and, and so, but, and even then there were a lot of people that were still in a trap um, or in the disconnected from maybe the dark parts of them that were the reasons why they went into it in the first place. And, and maybe not really noticing things about themselves, but more focused just on, let me just, you know, be a therapist for other people. And so I can just escape myself. Right. Yeah. Um, but so I always would, I would look at even other, um, I would go to all these workshops, like, oh my God, this was like 30, I don't even know what, and um, in Santa Barbara and, um, and just like watch how people would, the people running the, the workshops and stuff would be. And I was just, oh, I was so young and thirsty and hungry for every little, I read every self-help book, every, you know, but even in my, in my intimate relationships, it was I, I had a fear of somebody thinking I'm like psychoanalyzing them, you know, and, and they would fear that some of them, like, actually, they loved that whole thing. And so they were, they were all about that. So that was great. But outside of that, I just felt like, oh, so I, it, no, I, I know we've had friends, I won't name names, because they're part of our network who said, like, such so a psychoanalyzing me, like, you're gonna <laughs> diagnose me with some sort of <laughs> bipolar, my bipolar right now? Am I exhibiting some narcissistic traits? Because you've always got your like mind reeling with all these. Yeah, it's so interesting, right? And don't when you were in those workshops in Santa Barbara, didn't you expect your workshop leaders to somehow be perfect? And, and were you looking for a flaw? Like, oh, maybe this part of their life isn't actually as great as as we might hope or want? Well, you know, I, one of the, the biggest things I remember with that was um, this couple was running this big thing. It was like a whole day long deep dive thing. And, and her daughter was there, like the therapist's daughter. 
and her daughter was just riddled with problems and had, and was really messed up, you know? So for me, I'm thinking, how is this possible? You know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You're God. I mean, that's not going to Exactly. Exactly. Healthy, you know, and really well adjusted and emotionally intelligent, which she is actually. But, um, but I was just like, I froze and, and I, I thought, oh my goodness, I, that I, what is going on here? You know? And then I would notice that every time uh, the daughter would say something or have a problem or, or express a feeling, the therapist mom running the thing would, would be, you know, would say like, uh-huh, uh-huh, go ahead. I understand. I hear you. I hear you in this like voice. And I was like, Rah! I was like, oh my God, I, I like, I wanted to punch her. I wanted to like stab myself in the eyes with like a pencil. I don't know. I, I was just, I can't, I can't with this. Like, so for me, I don't know. There's just always been this thing with like a feeling. It's a feeling like of, of, um, what is the authenticity here? Or can I feel into the authentic moment or the truth of what's really going on behind like whatever the sound of this person's voice is, or what is it really saying? Or what is it, you know, and, and I, and so I could see that her daughter was just, there was nothing real going on. And she had been living this sort of like spiritually. She learned the lingo and yeah. yeah, it's and, the lingo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and she couldn't ground into any like real truth, but her her therapist mother was like skating above this, like floating up in the clouds somewhere, you know. And so it was it was meant to be that I saw that because that just added to my okay. I am never, and I remember saying like, I will never be that way. Like I am going to be real. I am going to curse when I feel like cursing. I'm going to be angry when I feel angry. I'm going to, you know, I, I'm going to feel my feelings. I'm going to have my feelings like within reason and in a healthy way and all of that. But we have to be, we, we have to be real and we, we have to, you know, I don't know, it can really sneak up on you that it, it can sneak up on you. And I think for people in leadership positions or working with the public or therapists and practitioners who, who've become an authority in their realm, they put the pressure on themselves and also their, the people training under them put the pressure on them and the projections on them. Like, you know, like I'm not supposed to have a bad day or I'm not supposed to have any issues in my relationship or I'm not supposed to you know, like you're supposed to be perfect in all these ways. And especially with whatever you're teaching, you're supposed to be like the ideal leader in that realm. And, and I think there's good days and bad days for everybody. And, and if something were to happen, it's ironic, but it's often the closest ones to the teacher are the ones to knock them off. Like they're the ones to throw the first stone and be like, oh, you taught us this and, and look, I mean, it happened to me, like the gurus I worked with in India, they were my business partners. And, and there were moments where um, like they did some really 
bad things. And I pointed to it and they didn't want to sit with me. They wouldn't meditate with me. They wouldn't have any sort of conversation with me about it. It was like, that didn't happen. Let's get rid of her. So she doesn't like blow the whistle. And, you know, I realized I was in a position where if I blew the whistle, I could really dismantle their organization but I'm not that kind of a person. I just sort of quietly leave. But I tried to like identify it with the guru directly and it just was a closed book. There was no conversation. And so when I started my school, I've, I've always had this sort of open conversation model and I, I teach about you know being authentic. And I always, that's why I started the podcast was like, here, here's all my shit, you guys. Like, don't put me on a pedestal. Like I'm gonna share with you the most vulnerable stuff that's in my closet because we all have it. Every leader out there has this closet of stuff. And often it's the ones who are, are leading have been through some of the worst atrocities or the most difficult challenges because they had to pass through that to, to learn those lessons, right? But it doesn't wipe their hands clean of, of everything. So I've been on my best, stay balanced, not get too excited about my my progress and not get too down about my failures, you know, love myself through it. But it's very ungratifying to be in the public eye or to lead or to teach things like ethics and authenticity and, <laughs> and spiritual sciences. And it's, it's fascinating. There's a part that's so rewarding, like when people get it and they really light up and their soul lands and they embody their wisdom and they bring their gifts out and they are doing their mission and there's that, that it, there's nothing that touches that kind of joy. It's just so meaningful and so perfect. And that's what makes me love my job. And then there's this other part of it that's like people's own projections of perfectionism or like you should be like this. And you're not. and that part is where it gets like, oh, well, things. and then like, there's the power trip part of it. Like, oh, there's that too. Yeah. <laughs> And one of the things, the reasons I was drawn to you um, is that you would call that out, you know, in the, in the beginning, you would say like, you know, a, a lot of people who maybe want power or are very, maybe powerful um, will be drawn to this kind of thing. So let's look at that and let's, and you, you were looking for actually people who were willing to just really step into their power in a big way to be alongside you, not to be under you or whatever, but just to be alongside you. And the, the thing that um, is, is so scary about that is that sometimes it feels like when there is that kind of personality, because I feel like in the spiritual communities, there's, there's a different types of personnel. If, if, if a person just really is on a power trip and they really are attracted to you for that. And then they just, to me, it's very scary because then they can just run amok. And, and um, I, I don't know. So it's, it's, um, it's interesting. Yeah, there's all different kinds of characters, like the ones who, who come and they're like, teach me your magic. I want the power you have. And then they get it and then they use it against they're like I'm more powerful than you and and then they're like I'm gonna go do this and like step on you on my way over because I was always like and they get into this like um messiah complex okay that's a phase you will be knocked down too like <laughs> it, it, this is part of it it's just part of the phase you're gonna get slammed 
And it's so interesting. One of the things I want to say to all of you listening who aren't leaders in your field yet and who are waiting for like some perfectionistic moment to place you where you need to be, it's the people who are on the sidelines that are so freaking nasty because they think like, I don't know what it is, but they sit there doing nothing. Like they've never put themselves out there. They've never exposed themselves. They're completely uh, locked away, hidden away, jeering and, and pointing fingers and so judgmental and then high horsing themselves to themselves or with their peers that is nasty. No thanks. Like if you're not doing the work and you're not on the playing field, I really just don't have any time for that crap. It's just, it's like a bunch of critics in a room watching a movie critiquing a film and they've never made a film in their life. They, <laughs> they have no idea how to raise the money, do the camera, manage the action, nothing. But they're going to sit there and tear apart a film that somebody has like poured their passion and love and, and finances into. And, and they can just sit there and, hmm, this is what I think. And have you ever tried that before? That is not easy. <laughs> Applaud to the person who tried. It doesn't matter if you're not perfect. You're out there. You're expressing. You're living life. You're in it. And it's not pretty. It's all over the place. Ah. <laughs> so you guys go out there and do something. And 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 we're we're so hard on ourselves, right? Like, because we know our own potential. We, we do something, we're like, oh, I could have done that better. Or, oh, I was lazy in that area. Or, oh, I kind of like took a shortcut. I was being a little bit cheap or I was being a little bit tricky and sneaky. I, I didn't want to really put in all the effort. So I kind of, you know, went the shorter route and maybe I missed a few steps. Like, God, I've so done that. That's survival, but that's real. Like that's just, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work, but <laughs> yeah. Spiritual pitfalls, man. Like I'm just kind of sick of the whole spiritual wording. So yeah. I'm, I'm ready to say, okay, guys, that we just are spiritual. Just face it. I don't care if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm not spiritual. I don't, I don't meditate. I don't, it doesn't, I don't care. You are, you're spiritual. You're a spiritual being. You're in a human form. Let's not separate it. We're one thing. We have businesses. We do things in the world. It's all spiritual. Let's just reframe the consciousness point in our body from which we act and speak and do. That's the world I want to live in. Not this, oh, I'm spiritual over here. And oh, I'm business over here. And eh, eh. come on. We all have to live. We all have to survive. Yeah. <laughs> That's the new saying. I'm like, we're in it together. We're all in this together. I sang a song the other day with that in, in there. That's Sing it to us. Me. Well, it was with the drum and stuff. I think I have a recording somewhere. No, uh, come on, acapella. Oh, gosh, I don't even remember it right now. <laughs> I'm giving you a beat. <laughs> I'm all in. Wrap it out. Wrap it out, Sanja. <laughs> I wanted to say. We're all in this together. Cha 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 cha. I think, I, I don't know, the drum beat was like, don't, don't, I should just grab the drum. But, and then it was like, we're all in this together. Uh -huh. We're all in this together. 
Yeah. And then it just kind of kept like riffing like that and had this little like drum beat. Yeah, it was cool, man. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> hey, remember everyone, we came from perfection. And so we're here on this planet for the messiness that is life, the uh, messy love, the messy business, the messy everything. So lean into it. Yeah, I love that. And I'm so proud of you for riffing a cappella, Miss Perfectionista. Oh, God. I'll give Satya some <laughs> high fives. I was trying to pull it back out of the ethers. I was like, what was that? It was a couple months ago I wrote that, I think maybe, I don't know. Time is, you know, time is Doesn't matter. so messy. It's all happening simultaneously. <laughs> it's a big freaking mess out there, guys. Play in the mud, have fun, just smile, laugh it off, laugh at yourself. Give everyone else a break. Quit, quit trying to knock everyone else up. Focus on your own shit. That's all I have to say. <laughs> clean this shit up in your own yard and don't be looking at mine you can tell me you can help me I, I'm, I love the help I love when someone can just come to me and be like girl you effed up over here what what is that I love those people those are my best friends yeah you can do that to me and that's why I only hang out with people who can hang and normally it's other leaders who can do it because everyone else is like mm -hmm. and they go and tell someone else I don't like what she did. Da, 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 da. What? Come tell me, girl. <laughs> I'm right here. I'm right here. And you know what? I love it. When someone does that to me, I just like, I want to hug them. And they always are shocked. Whoever has the guts to tell me afterwards says, I was so scared to tell you that. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so grateful. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Why is everybody so scared to tell me their truth? Like, I want to grow. I want to learn. I'm here. I have problems. I have issues. I come from you know all kinds of effed up background. Who you know, said I'm perfect? You know why they're scared is because that's what they would do. Like, because they can't face their own stuff. Because if somebody went up to them and said, hey, I see this and that and this and that, they would be like, Oh, hell no. You know, if we're you, not friends. Tell you what your yeah. problems are just like they couldn't look at them. I'm going to block you on Facebook. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sick of Facebook exactly. friendships. And that's even, I mean, that's even like psychology oh. 101, which is be the first to just look at your own stuff. And anyone who comes up and says this, just be like, huh. Hmm. Yeah, I see yeah, that. And, you know, and like, I have to say that there's times when I haven't told people directly, like what bothers me about them. There are, it's not, it's not easy to confront someone. I am going to say that because it's, it's true. Like yeah. there are people I would rather never talk to again than try to work it out. But in those cases, it's someone I don't care to be friends with. Like I'm very clear that whatever it is, is something that's so strong that, but I also don't go and tell anybody else, you know, that's between us. And when it comes, if that person wants to know, it's so tricky, all these relationships, right? We we're confronted by, and that's why love is messy and why we, you know, have divorces and next, next moments. Yeah. 
Okay, you guys, this is just, let's love each other a little bit more. Let's give each other hugs. Let's give ourselves hugs in our messiness, in our figuring it outable things. I wanted to say when we were talking about power trips and I don't know, there's a magical thing when power can be grounded in love. Oh my God. That's the, that's the best. Yeah. That's the best. That's the ultimate. It's a rare and, and I mean like real love. It's a beautiful thing. (sighs) (sighs) Until next time. Yes. We're all in this together. Uh We're all in this together. To learn more about our life-enhancing courses and transformational retreats, visit knowtheself.com.